Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere and welcome into the podcast dojo. We are back at it. A new weekend is here. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. But not really the fifth hour because it's a special edition. Every Friday until further notice during the NFL season, Danny G, we go inside the gambling world for Benny versus the Penny. Are you ready, Danny? I am ready. I took the Penny out of its lockbox. I see you're ready with a Raiders hat on, which is amazing. Good luck for the team this weekend. (laughs) See, your vision is going. See, look at that. That's a B for Ben. Wrong. Looks like a capital R in handwriting. That's a Raiders hat. I got it cheap, and it has a B on it, although it doesn't look like a B because it's it's written very oddly, but it is a B. B for Ben and B for beating the penny. Let's strike up the band, and then we will get to Benny versus the Penny. Here we go. Welcome, players. You're welcome. Are you up for more Maller Mayhem? It's time now. Benny versus the Penny. All right. So you know the drill here, Danny. The, 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 The basics on this, if you're new to the podcast, we've been promoting it on the radio show, so we welcome you in. Uh, Danny G has been with me on the fifth hour for a while now, and he used to be my guy uh, years ago on the show, and then uh, he went on to the morning show, and now he's he's back at uh, a, a weekday show. How's that going, by the way? Everything good with that? Everything it's been good? going really good. A lot of hard work for me behind the scenes, but on the air, it's a lot of fun. All right. Cavino and Rich, the newest show at Fox Sports Radio in the weekday lineup. And Danny G's part of that. And so the coin is flipped up in the air. Now, 
Explain, Danny, for those that don't understand how this works. You have you have heads, you have tails on the penny. Uh, old uh, Uncle Abe there. So when we do the flip of the coin, how does it work? How do we determine which team is what? Heads is the home team. That's right. And tails, Ben, they are the away team. Well, planes, trains, and automobiles to get to the game. They sit on their backside, their tail, tailbone. So that's but it's, it's private planes, though. So is it really like sitting on your tailbone? Well, private planes, I'm fortunate enough, I've done that a few times. Like they charter regular planes. They're like they're regular planes, but uh, you know, some teams. Oh, are- but they have top notch stewardess, though. Can I still say stewardess? Sexist. Uh, I don't know what year is it? Uh, who's in charge? I don't know. I got to check all those things. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But but before we get to the games on Sunday and Monday, let's look back week three. And we must look at the tail of the tape. Now there were 16 games on the card, Benny versus the penny. And uh, I went 10 and six. So the Benny part of this went 10 and six, a 625 winning percentage. Now, I had to do a double take when I looked at the Penny's record because I thought there's no way that my math must be wrong on this. I was writing some chicken scratch down, and I was doing the math on against the spread. How did the Penny do? So out of 16 games, this seems like a mathematical improbability. The Penny went 3-13. and 13. Garbage. That is one of the worst weeks we've ever had on the Penny in the history of Benny versus the Penny. It's Seemingly impossible when you have a 50-50 chance at every game, just about. I know the point spread changes it. But you're flipping the coin, the penny, and you only got three right. The only games the penny got right were the Rams, the Jags, and the Eagles. That's it. No other games. Every other game was wrong, 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 wrong. So that, that brings us to the season total overall. I am 27 and 21. That's a 563 winning percentage on the year. So you would make money if you bet every game. We don't advise you to bet every game, but if you did do that, you'd make money with my picks. The penny, because of that pathetic performance in week three, even though they had a the penny had a winning week in week one and week two, week three was so bad. The penny is under 500 now. 22 and 26. And Danny G. <laughs> what was worse? Derek Carr's pathetic two-point conversion pass or the Penny's <laughs> performance last weekend? I would say the entire Raiders in the first half of that game, but but 3-13. and 13, So overall, 22-26, and 26, that's a 458 winning percentage for the Penny. So I have a five-game lead in the loss column. But as you know, Danny, I'm the one that could go 3-13 and 13 this weekend, right? I mean, these things are very bizarre how this works. Uh, so with that being said, let's get to the games here. We'll start out with the early television window, Minnesota at New Orleans. You talk about early. This game is in uh, jolly old London, a 9.30 a.m. kickoff time, Eastern time. So if you're on the West Coast in the States here, it's 6.30 a.m. Breakfast and bacon and football on the NFL Network. Kevin Kugler. And Mark Sanchez, the butt fumble guy, have the call. Coops. That's a Fox team, and they have the call. So the Vikings opened up a one-point favorite. They are favored by three. The handle on this game, the cash in favor of Minnesota, which scares me a little bit here, over 80%. Sunny, mostly sunny. It's London, so it's not always sunny, but mostly sunny in London. 
64 degrees at kickoff at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You ever been to London, Danny? You ever been to? Uh, no, I think it's Tottenham. Is it Tot? What did I say? Tottenham? I think you said Tottenham, which sounds cooler. It sounds better that way, yes. <laughs> sounds like they're a bunch of toads. Hey, toadstool. I'm sh- toadstool. I'm showing what an evil American I am. So some of the trends in this game, Minnesota, their last 10 against the spread versus teams that have a losing record, they're 3-7. and seven. The Vikings are 10-15, and 15, their last 25 against the spread with Kirk Cousins starting, or 10-15, and 15, rather, last 25. Uh, I believe I said that incorrectly. So either way, uh, the, the numbers are not particularly great for Minnesota. New Orleans is 2-5 and five with Jameis Winston starting, but is he going to start? I'm going to take the Vikings in this game. Minnesota's defense has been lousy. They get a reprieve here this week. The Saints are horrid on offense. New Orleans ranks 31st in expected points added. The last two weeks, they've averaged 12 points per game. Jameis Winston's got five interceptions the last two weeks combined. He's been sacked 11 times. He's so damaged, he probably won't even start this game. Andy Dalton is being prepared as the starter as we're talking. No official announcement. There's also two starting linemen who are hurt in this game for New Orleans. And there's no way I'm going to bet on a mangled Jameis Winston or the red pea shooter and not the red rifle. He's the pea shooter. So I'm going to take the purple people eaters and lay the three points. Vikings 30 saints, 20, the final. Ah, the penny is trying to copy off your paper right away. Also going with the Vikings. Okay. So we're in agreement on that one. Next up, Tennessee. We go back to the U S Tennessee at Indianapolis. Tennessee one and two, Indianapolis one, one and one. It is on Fox. So you better watch Adam Amin and Mark Slayrith have the call. The Colts opened up a three and a half point favor in this game. They are favored by three. And the money is pretty even. There's not a big lean to either side as we are. Doing Benny versus the Penny at Lucas Oil Stadium. It's a dome, but temperature is around 70 degrees outside the dome at kickoff. Tennessee, check this out. Last 10 October games with Mike Vrabel as coach, 8-2 and two against the spread. And Tennessee, their last 15 as an underdog of 7 or less, like this game, they're 10-5 and five against the number. Now, they say that styles make fights. And these teams are very similar. They have a big-time running back. They have a very average quarterback. You got Derrick Henry on one side of the ring, Jonathan Taylor on the other. I'm going to take the Titans in this game. Both these teams have been inconsistent. I am not a believer in Indy. I know they upset Kansas City last week, and I was on the Colts last week. But the Indy squad is averaging 3.8 yards per play and less than 25 yards per drive. And Matt Ryan is the 26th-ranked quarterback, according to Pro Football Focus's rankings. Now, I'm not going to sit here and sell you on Ryan Tannehill. You saw the Titans last week, Danny. They played half a game really well, and then they almost gave it all back to the Raiders in the second half. And I believe they only have to play half a game really well this week again. The teams are pretty close. I like getting the points. Divisional matchup. Final score, Titans go into Indy. And get a win. Titans 27, Colts 23.
The penny looks like it's a Matt Ryan believer going with the Colts. Yeah. Well, don't bet on a falling star because yeah, a falling star falls on you. We know how that works. Next up, you talk about unattractive matchups. It's like a hot tub time machine game. Chicago two and one. The New York Giants two and one. It's on Fox. Joe Davis, the Dodger play-by-play guy, and Daryl Moose Johnston have the call. The Giants opened up a three-point favorite. They've been bet up to three and a half. I don't understand why. Sixty uh, percent of the money is on the Giants, coming off a loss on Monday Night Football at MetLife Stadium. Temperatures in the high sixties. The Bears have been lousy with Josh Fields. Against the spread, they're two and eight. Their last ten with Josh Fields starting. The Giants, though, their last ten games at home in October, they're one eight and one. And the Giants, as a favorite, are four ten and one. Their last fifteen games as a favorite. So there's a lot of dueling trends that both look ominous for each side, uh, Chicago and New York. But my pick, I'm going to take the Bears here. And let me give you my logic behind that pick. It's a short week for the Giants. You've got two bad teams. The Bears running that 1970s-style offense. It somehow has worked. They beat the 49ers. They beat the Texans. That's not a great win, but they still won it. Chicago's averaging 186.7 yards on the ground per game. They're second in the NFL. New York, though, also averaging 169 yards a game which is fourth in the league. So this game is going to be a back and forth between David Montgomery and someone named Khalil Herbert, who had a big game last week coming out of nowhere for Chicago. And then Saquon Barkley on the other side. Now this is not good news for the Giants because Danny, the Giants still try to pass and I'm counting on Danny dimes with a spicy hot turnover here. And that'll give the bears a short field. The key when you don't have a quarterback and the bears are like the headless horseman with Josh field. They, they, they really are. Uh, you, you need special teams and you need the other team to make a timely mistake. And I just can't bet on the giants laying more than a field goal here. So I am roaring with the bears and I'll take them to, to get the cover. Giants will actually win the game, but I'm take the Bears to cover. Giants 13, Bears 12, the final. Bet the under also. The Penny landed on tails, going with Chicago. Okay, so the Penny picking up my pick and taking it to, uh, to be their pick as well. All right, next up, Buffalo 2-1 at Baltimore 2-1. It's on CBS with Ian Eagle and Charles Davis. Now, I will be watching this game. Uh, yeah, I'm flipping around all the games, but I will be focused on this game in particular. The Bills opened up a four-point favorite. And as we talk right now on Benny versus the Penny, the Bills are a three-point favorite. The money is mostly even on this game at M&T Bank Stadium, the house that sports with Coleman built. Our, our radio friend, podcast friend from Baltimore. Cloudy in temperatures in the 60s at kickoff. You look at some of the trends in this game. The Bills, their last 17 games, which probably goes back to like the 1980s, on the road after playing Miami. I guess it doesn't go back that far. But they're 4-13 and 13 against the spread. They're not, they've not done particularly well on the road after playing Miami. And the Ravens, have been very good in the John Harbaugh era 
as an underdog. They're 12 and three against the spread. Their last 15 as an underdog. I'm taking Baltimore in this game. It'll be a shootout. We love betting on a team that is as explosive as the Ravens are getting a field goal at home. The Ravens lead the NFL in scoring. The Bills have some damaged linebackers. Their secondary is still a hot stew. And they just will not be able to consistently stop Lamar Jackson by air and by ground. And Mark Andrews, the tight end, is off to a really record-breaking type season. He's been a blowtorch for the Ravens. I don't expect Baltimore to stop Josh Allen. I'm not going to sit here and sell you on the Ravens' defense. The Ravens' defense blows. Uh, they've they've been terrible. Uh, Baltimore's allowed five 400-yard passers in the last 19 games going to last season. Before that, they had this massive stretch of never allowing, like even 300-yard passers. So I am going to take the Poets plus the points and the Ravens. 41, Bills 40 in a thriller, a track meet. And the penny says Ken Dorsey will not smash anything this weekend. Going with the Bills. Penny going with where the Buffalo roam. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Next up, the L.A. Chargers at Houston. Chargers 1-2, and two, Houston 0-2-1. And, and this game on CBS, Andrew Catalan and the noble veteran James Lofton have the call. The Chargers opened up a seven-point road favor. They're favored by five. That's a big number here. 
for a Charger team that got their face smashed in by Jacksonville last week. The money is a slight lean to the Chargers at NRG Stadium in Houston. It is a dome. Temperatures in the 80s in Houston on Sunday at kickoff outside. Houston, they've been a sneaky good play for gamblers with Davis Mills at quarterback and coulda, woulda, shoulda beat the Bears last week. David Mills made the big mistake late that gave the Bears a short field, set them up for the game-winning field goal. But Davis Mills, with him under center, Houston is 6-1 and one against the spread their last seven. And the Chargers, check this out if you're a fan of trends, the Chargers, the last seven games as a favorite of, of seven or less, they are one in six against the spread. And so that bodes well. I'm going to take the Texans in this game. The Chargers without Joey Bosa, yet again, where have we heard that before? Got a groin injury. Rashawn Slater's out for the year, the left tackle, the blindside protector of Justin Herbert, who's still dinged up. He's got his own issues. Everyone seems to be hurt. The Texans are one of the worst teams in the NFL, but they have been competitive with Davis Mills, as I said. And so I am going to cover my eyes. I am going to pretend I'm not doing this, but I am going to do it. Texans 27 and the Chargers dropped to one in three and helped the Raiders out and everyone else in that AFC West Chargers 26. Penny is flashing back to the end of last season, also going with the Texans. All right, so we've got a lot of agreement so far early on. Benny versus the Penny. Next up, Seattle, one and two at Detroit, also one and two. It is on Fox with our former colleague and FSR Alumni Association member, Chris Myers, and the old Minnesota Viking running back, Robert Smith. The... Line on this game open Lions by six. It's down to four and a half. Detroit, a four and a half point favorite. A slight lean to Seattle in the handle on this game at Ford Field. Temperatures as we head into October starting to cool down. Temperatures in the low 60s outside the dome. Seattle, five and 10, their last 15 on the road against the spread with Pete Carroll as head coach. Detroit has been very good with Dan Campbell and Jared Goff, their last 10 games together, 8-2 and two against the spread. But I'm going to take the Seahawks. I don't care about the trends. I don't need the trends on my side. I'm going with the healthier team. And I love the Lions, and I like the way they fight, but Seattle is a healthier team. The Lions were without not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine. How about 10 players at practice this week, including many key starters on both sides of the ball? How about... Amon Ra St. Brown, the talented wide receiver, bad ankle. DeAndre Swift, bad ankle. He's likely out. TJ Hawkinson, the tight end, also out. Several linemen dinged up. And even if most of these guys play, how effective are they going to be? So here's another game, Danny, where I want to puke in my mouth, but I'm going to take the Lions uh, opponent in this game. I'm going to take the Seahawks in this game. So I'm taking Seattle. Lions will win the game, but the Seahawks win the money, getting the four and a half, and they will cover that. And final score, Detroit 33 and the Seahawks 30. And the penny is going the other way, taking the Lions. All right, taking the Lions over a field goal at home. That's a risky proposition. Next up, the New York Jets, J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. And the Pittsburgh. Berg Steelers at one and two. 
both these teams at one and two. It's on CBS with Greg Gumble, who hates sports radio, is an elitist schmuck, and Adam Archuleta. Uh, that is the play-by-play team there at CBS. The Steelers opened a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The line here has stayed at three-and-a-half at Acrisure Stadium, formerly known as Heinz Field. Temperatures in the 60s, cloudy in Pittsburgh at kickoff for this game. What kind of condiment is Acrisure? Uh, I believe that is right next to mayonnaise and sauerkraut. <laughs> I think, but I don't know. All right, so the Jets, their last 20 games with Robert Sala as the coach. How have they done for gamblers? 7-13 and 13 against the spread. Do you know, Danny, you have something in common with Robert Sala, though? Uh, Robert Sala announced this week that after the Jets beat the Browns, he got a phone call from Donald Trump, President, former President Donald Trump. So you, you and Robert Sala have both talked to President Trump on the phone. So congratulations. Ben, congratulations. What do you think Trump told him? Well, Sala claims that Trump called him up and was congratulating him and said that he was as good a coach or better coach than Vince Lombardi. So either that was Donald having a good time watching football and getting a little carried away, or that was a Donald Trump impersonator. I don't know. Um, But either way, that was an interesting side note. Footnote, if you will, Pittsburgh, their last 10 as a favorite. They've been so good for so long, but those days are in the rearview mirror. Pittsburgh, 2-8 and against the spread. Their last 10 as a favorite. And Pittsburgh, uh, just 11, 13, and 1 overall against the number. Last 25 games with Mike Thomas. So I'm going to take the Jets in this game. Now, there's a chance Zach Wilson plays. He's been upgraded to probable for the Jets this week. He hasn't played all year. It's either going to be Wilson or Flacco. And that's not great either way. The key here is rather obvious. The Steelers can't get out of their own way on offense. As long as New York can play a semi-clean game, Easier said than done. The Jets are very clumsy. The Steelers without T.J. Watt do not stop the run. They haven't been able to generate a pass rush, which you know I didn't play in the NFL, but I think those are things that generally, uh, if you can't do those things, you're not going to win a lot of games. You're not going to cover a lot of spreads if you can't get to the quarterback and you can't stop the run. And Mitch Trubisky needs a flea bath. He's been a dog with fleas here. This is a field goal game. So the way I'm looking at this, If I've got the Jets plus three and a half, the Jets either win by a field goal, I win the bet, they lose by a field goal, and I still win the bet. So there's two ways I can win on this if I'm right that this game is anyone's game in the fourth quarter and it's going to come down to the kicking game. So I will take the Steelers to win the game because I can't trust the Jets, but the Jets to win the money. Steelers 16 and the Jets 13, the final. And the penny is going with Eddie's Steelers. Boo, that's not a terrible towel, but a terrible pick. How about shut up? Next up, boy, this is a darling of the NFL world right now. Philadelphia, 3-0. and They're playing host to Jacksonville, 2-1. and Who would have thought that both these teams would have a winning record heading into week four? But that's the case. It's on CBS with Spiro Ditas and Jay Feely. They have the call. The Eagles opened a seven-point favorite at home. And they are favored by six and a half. The money's pretty even on this game, which is surprising. 
I thought that was surprising. Uh, Lincoln Financial Field, the link, the site, temperatures cloudy uh, in the 60s for this game. Jacksonville, they've been so bad for so long. Their last 15 non-conference games, they're 4-11 and against the spread. That includes a win last week against the Chargers. And Philly, with Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback, they actually have a losing overall record. There are two games under 500 uh, over the the course of his his time. Obviously, much better this Philadelphia team with the talent they picked up in the offseason. They've lived up to the hype so far after a shaky late game in the opener against Detroit. So I'm going to take Jacksonville in this game, despite all of the love for the Eagles. Doug Peterson's homecoming game, Jacksonville's coach. He won a Super Bowl as coach. That fluke. Nick Foles, Super Bowl back in the day. The Jags have played with grit, tenacity. That's stuff we don't normally see from Jacksonville football teams. This is obviously the ultimate placement test. Trevor Lawrence has got some swagger back at quarterback. You're going against an Eagle team that has been an absolute wagon so far. And Jalen Hurts has been putting teams in a blender. The Birds are averaging 447 yards of offense. But I'm on the side of the professional gamblers. The Sharps are on the Jags, and I like being on the side of the pro gamblers and not the casual bettors. So I'm going to take the Eagles to win, but I'll take Jacksonville to cover the number, getting that almost a touchdown. Eagles 30, Jags 24, the final. Cue the Rocky music. The penny represents the everyday working man, Ben. Going with Philly. All right. Put that Rocky statue up right there. There it is. Next up, Washington. 0-3 at Dash. Yeah, they're one and two. Excuse me. They're one and two. They did beat Jacksonville. One and two at Dallas, two and one. It's on Fox with Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. This is the big game on Fox this weekend. That's the number one team. You know why it's the number one team? It's the Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys could be playing dog shit, and they would, and I think they are actually this week, and they would still draw a huge audience, and that's really what it's all about for TV. Most of the money is on Dallas in this game. The Cowboys opened up a three-point favorite. As we are recording Benny versus the Penny, it is a three-and-a-half-point line in favor of Dallas. Mostly cloudy in Jerry's world and 75 degrees of kickoff in the Metroplex there in Arlington. Washington, the last 10 games with Ron Rivera coaching, they are 5-4-1 and one against the spread. Dallas, with Mike McCarthy, they've been very good for gamblers. Cowboys are 18-7 and seven against the spread, and most of that against the NFC East. 7-0 and oh against the spread, their last seven inside the division. And I'm on the side of the public on this one. I'm going to take the Cowboys – and I'll tell you my logic behind this pick. Micah Parsons and that Dallas defense licking their chops after Carson Wentz was a crash test dummy last week against the Eagles. I love that Cowboy front defensively. And if Washington has no time to throw and Carson Wentz is so pig-headed that he won't make adjustments to a three-step drop, mixing in bubble screens to keep the defense on their toes. Uh, good luck on that. Uh, keep their defense on their heels, I should say. Uh, flustered. Flustered is the word for, for Carson Wentz here. Cowboys looked pretty good against the Giants. That offensive line 
some of the changes there. They were able to run the ball. They should run the ball very well in this game. Washington's been blown out twice already this year. Their one win was a come-from-behind gift at the hands of Jacksonville, and they took took advantage of the gift from the Jags. So, anyway, let's uh, Cooper Rush is not great. He's not sexy, but he's average, and all you need is average. All you need is average in this game. Cowboys, 27, and the Commanders, the old Redskins, 16. And the penny says he was part of a Cooper Rush tip one time. Also going with the Cowboys. All right. So the penny backing me up on the Cowboy pick. Next up, Cleveland, 2-1 and one at Atlanta, 1-2. and two. It is on CBS with Beth Mowens and Tiki Barber. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's uh, it's a mute button game right here. All right, so uh, the uh, the game opened up. Browns favored by two and a half, and they are favored by one here. The Falcons getting a slight lean in their favor as far as the handle is concerned. It's going to be a rainy day in Atlanta. Not that it matters. The game's being played inside the dome at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Some of the trends coming this game, Cleveland 5-9-1. and one. Their last 15 against the spread with Kevin Stefanski as coach. And how about this one? Atlanta, their last eight games at home with Arthur Smith coaching, just one and seven against the spread. What happened, Dirty Birds? I'm going to take the Falcons, though, in this game. Uh, and To me, this game's a throwback. Yeah, forget about Marcus Mariota and Jacoby Brissett. It is all about the headliners on this should be the running backs, Nick Chubb and Cordero Patterson the NFL's top two rushers. Cleveland has been wobbly on special teams. They're ranked 20th, and those are the hidden points that Atlanta's going to have to take advantage of. Take advantage of the buffoonery from the Brown special teams. You toss in the fact we do not expect Miles Garrett, who was involved in a car accident, he was allegedly speeding, and his car did the flip-de-flip, uh, I don't expect him to play. That's a huge difference maker off the field there. And I don't next man it up all that. But even with Miles Garrett, Cleveland's defense was ranked 27th in defensive efficiency. And that was with Garrett out there, as we said. So the dirty birds are the right side in this game. They end the home blues. Falcons as a small home dog. Falcons 20 and the Browns 17 the final. And the penny says, don't worry about that flip. The Browns are going to be victors. No, it'll be a brown out. It is going to be a brown out. Next up, late <laughs> television window. Late television window. The Arizona-Carolina matchup. Both these teams, one and two. It's on Fox. A friend of ours, Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma, have the call. The game opened up Cardinals by two and a half. And uh, this line, you look at the updated line on this. Hold on a sec here, because this line has actually moved. Uh, it, there's been a, a bunch of movement on this. Which, you know, why, why would you think there'd be any movement on this game? Because these are two terrible teams. Uh, but nonetheless, let me get the freshest line as I click refresh on this. And uh, yes, it's now gone in favor of the Panthers as a one-point favorite in this game. So Arizona went from two-and-a-half-point favorites to a one-point underdog. Cardinals getting a, a good amount of 
the moolah, which is surprising considering the amounts that the point spread moved. You'd think that would be the other way, but that's the numbers that we have. In Charlotte, light rain. It's kind of a big storm. I don't know if you heard about it, Danny. There was been a big storm there. It's Hurricane Ian. Moving up the eastern seaboard this weekend. And weather reporters wearing baseball helmets on camera. And uh, condoms on their microphones. Uh, <laughs> light rain, temperatures in the 60s. This is an outdoor stadium at Bank of America Stadium there in Charlotte. And so that's the weather, the trends in this game, Arizona eight and two against the spread, their last 10 on the road with Cliff Kingsbury, but their last 10 overall, just three and seven with Kyler Murray as the quarterback and Carolina's got their own problems. They're one in nine against the spread, their last 10 with Matt rule coaching and the last 15 games at home, for the Carolina Panthers against teams that have a losing record like Arizona, they're just 2-13 and 13 against bad teams at home. That said, I'm going to take the Panthers. I'll tell you why. This is a more of a play against Arizona. I'm not a believer in the Cardinals and their defense. Cardinals are allowing opponents almost 19 first-half points per game. That is worst in the NFL. So they're playing uphill every week. You get away with that every once in a while. Carolina's dinged up yet again. Christian McCaffrey, tell me. Uh, or stop me if you've heard this. He's got a bad quad. He may or may not play. Baker Mayfield, whether he plays or not, he is not playing well at all. He does not have the same pep in his step that he had in Cleveland. He is half the man he had been with the Browns. And we haven't really seen any good Baker Mayfield yet in Carolina. This likely will be the week we start seeing something. If not, you might want to send – Baker Mayfield back, return to sender. Uh, this game looks too easy for Kyler Murray, the average gambler expecting Kyler to do his thing. I expect this to be a dogfight. Murray has started two games against Carolina in his career. He is 0-2 in that time, and one of those was against a Matt Rule coach team, and he's averaged less than five yards per pass attempt in his career against Carolina. Now, that's not going to continue forever, but I'm taking the Panthers 23 and the Cardinals 20, the final. And the penny says, please stay safe to everyone in the hurricane zone. But you know what happens with hurricanes sometimes, Ben? Brings out the alligators. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals is who the penny's going with. Uh, No, no. He's going to need a lifeboat and a lifeguard, Kyler. Is what he's going to need. An alligator can thrive in a hurricane, Ben. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Next up, Danny G, we go to Sin City, Lost Wages, Nevada, as it's Denver 2-1 and uh, Las Vegas 0-3 on CBS. With Kevin Harlan and Trent Green, they have the call. The Raiders opened up a two-point favorite, and they are favored by three in this game. And the Raiders getting a lot of the money, uh, almost 80% on the side of the Raiders. Sunny, temperatures in the 90s outside Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. The Raiders, the one team that Derek Carr looks good against has been the Broncos. Uh, he's done very well against Denver, 8-2 and two against the spread his last 10. So that's the good news. The bad news is Vegas is 1-9 their last 10 as a favorite. So that doesn't bode well here. Uh, the Broncos mentioned they're having all kinds of issues with Derek Carr in particular. Broncos have not beaten the Raiders on the road since they were in Oakland back in 2015. So it's been been quite a stretch here and after starting six and how about this for your guy josh mcdaniels after starting six and oh with the broncos in 09 his last 25 games josh mcdaniels has walked off the field a loser 20 of the 25 games five and 20 his record uh and so there's all kinds of, of numbers we can throw out here but bad news danny i'm taking the broncos in this game Car- it might actually be good news no 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 hey I, listen, i'm better than the penny so far <laughs> You smart ass. Uh, Derek Carr is a mess in the red zone in particular. So he's been fine moving the ball, but they get down to the red zone. It hasn't gone well. The Broncos enter the week, though, as the league's top red zone defense. So if you go on what has happened, the Raiders are going to have more problems again on the red zone offense. But keep in mind, Russell Wilson and the Broncos also have been terrible in the red zone. In fact, statistically, they've actually been worse then the Raiders, at least Devontae Adams, has been able to get some touchdowns in the red zone. But I like this matchup for Denver. Patrick Sertain, the second. He's going to keep Devontae Adams under wraps there. And not that that's that hard. Recently, the last couple of weeks, Devontae Adams has been mostly a decoy. Both these teams have struggled so much to play a complete game. I don't think it goes completely one way towards the Raiders or the Broncos. And I like getting the points. So I'm going to take Denver plus the points Raiders. As I said, 
they're not the right side here. But they will win the game, but they will not win the bet. That's all we care about, the gambling line. Raiders 24, Broncos 23, the final. Said the Raiders were going to win. Well, they're going to win, but yes, but the Broncos are going to win the bet. That's all we care about. The penny agrees with you. Also going on the Broncos side. Coop, a loop, the Broncos lost. All right. So that is the uh, Raider Bronco game. Next up, New England at Green Bay. This is actually one of my stronger plays. Uh, New England one and two, Green Bay two and one. It's on CBS. With Jim Nance and Tony Romo, they have the call. The Packers opened up a six and a half point favorite. That skyrocketed all the way up to nine and a half. And everyone thinks this is a free money game, almost 90% on Green Bay, mostly sunny. Temperatures in the 60s at kickoff at Lambeau Field, the mild tundra this week. So some of the trends and numbers in this game, Brian Hoyer 0-11, his last 11 starts. He has not won a game in six years. In fact, on Sunday when this game is played, it will be exactly six years, October 2nd. 2016, the last time Brian Hoyer started a game and walked off the field with a victory. The point spread difference. What is the difference, you ask, between Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer? Well, the drop-off, according to the experts, is right around four points. So the bookmaker believes the Patriots are about four points worse with Brian Hoyer. The Packers have been straight money at home. They're 20 and nine against the spread with Matt LaFleur coaching. But I'm going to take the Patriots. I like the Patriots. No Mac Jones. He's got the bad ankle. No chance. I say not so fast is what I say. There's actually, to me, not as big a gap between Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer as the Wise guys think the Patriots bread and butter. If they're going to win games this year, it's got to be with the running game. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. The Packers are 18th against the run. They're allowing 113 rushing yards per game. So there's yards to be had there. And the Patriots have to play a methodical, suck the clock down type of strategy. And you mix in the fact that Green Bay does not have the wow factor. They don't have the big playmakers for Aaron Rodgers. And this game is a value play. This is a value play. I love getting over a touchdown. And this is one of those games everyone just assumes Green Bay can show up and collect a win. And last week, the Patriots were leading the Ravens at halftime. They played a terrible third quarter. They had a defensive meltdown. I get it. That's part of the game. But I'm going to take the Patriots plus the nine and a half. Packers 27 and the Patriots 23. Penny going chalk here with the Packers. All right. The Penny going that direction. Next up, we head to Sunday night football on NBC. Kansas City 2-1 and one at Tampa Bay 2-1. and one. You've got Mike Tarico and Chris Collinsworth in the booth. Now, this game is supposed to be played at Raymond James Stadium, but there's a kind of a big storm. And as we're doing this, we, we're not sure. It could be played in Minnesota or in Tampa. It doesn't really matter. The Chiefs opened a two-point favorite. The Chiefs are a three-point favorite 
in this game. The money's pretty even. Kansas City, their last 15 games on the road, revenging a road loss. They are 11-3-1, and one, so they've been a very good bet. Tampa Bay also at home with Tom Brady has been wonderful. And as an underdog, they're 10-4-1, last 15 at home with Brady and as an underdog, obviously most of those games uh, as an underdog without Brady. Tampa Bay and the Giants, the only two teams without first-half touchdowns this season. The Giants and Tampa Bay? Holy Tom Brady, Batman. You got Brady Mahomes. They've faced each other five times. Brady has a three-to-two edge in the head-to-head. But I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take Kansas City here. Tom Brady, Mahomes, the headliners. But the story of this game, defense, defense, defense. Kansas City and Tampa have been crushing people. Crushing skulls all season. Tampa's allowing nine points per game. They have played a couple of inferior offensive teams. The Cowboys with Dak Prescott, who was no good, and he got hurt. And then they also played Saint, the Saints, who are a mess. The Chiefs defense, they've been able to contain Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. They had the lead. Shoulda, coulda, woulda beaten Matt Ryan and the Colts. There was that redonkulous, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on third down that extended any – Annapolis's drive helped them win the game. So I think this is a low-scoring game. I trust Patrick Mahomes at this point more than 45-year-old Tom Brady. I know that Tampa's getting Mike Evans back from suspension. Julio Jones, the washed-up Julio Jones is back as well. But I'm going to take the Chiefs. Low-scoring game. Chiefs 24 and the Buccaneers 19 the final. And the Penny would like to join you and Andy Reid out for some nice marinara <laughs> going with Casey. A little ravioli with the marinara. Can't go wrong with that unless you drop it on your foot. All right, last game, Danny. We're at the last game on the card. Monday night football. The LA Rams at 2-1 and one at San Francisco 1-2. and two. It's on ESPN slash ABC with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Yeah, I guess we got some money here. The guys that took the Saudi oil money to go over to their ESPN took that big paycheck. And so the 49ers, good for them. I do the same thing. 49ers opened up a two-point favorite. They are favored by one. And the handle on this game in favor of the L.A. Rams, the numbers coming in here, it's going to be in the temperatures in the 70s at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. The last seven games, Kyle Shanahan has gone against Sean McVay with Jimmy Garoppolo, 6-1, and one, the Niners record. But the Rams have been a wonderful road team with Sean McVay, except against the 49ers. Overall, they're 27-19 and 19 against the spread. Uh, and I really was looking uh, to take the 49ers in this game. You're probably thinking, well, why would you do that? You're a Rams fan. You should take the, uh, for, you know, you should take the Rams. Well, I am going to take the Rams, but I like betting on underdogs. And the, the 49ers have been able to just kick the snot out of the Rams in recent years, except for the NFC Championship game where there was a key drop, thank God, uh, by a 49er defender in that game. But recent history on, si- on the side of the Niners, but, man, are they struggling right now. And in this season, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's been lousy since he took over. And really, he's been lousy since last year. The last six games going back to the playoffs, Garoppolo has five touchdowns, six interceptions, a passer rating of 81. 
And San Francisco, while they have been able to push around and be bullies against the Rams, the physicality, it's going to be harder to do that. The Niners have not been able to run the ball consistently well. They don't have their starting left tackle now, Trent Williams. The mountain man has a bad ankle, so he's out for at least a month. And so you've got Debo Samuel as an island, as the only playmaker. I know that I'm saying this, and I've said these things before when the Rams have played the Niners, and I've looked like a complete donkey. But I'm going to go with Sean McVay. I, I think there's something to this, uh, the, the Niners having their issues here. This is, seems like a pretty good opportunity. The Rams have not figured things out, even though they beat the Cardinals last week. There's still some underlying issues there with the Rams. But I'll take the L.A. Rams 23. You can ram it all day. You can ram it all night. And the 49ers 20. And the penny is showing some copper balls, doing what you wouldn't do, <laughs> taking the Niners. All right, taking the Niners. They're painting for gold, painting for gold there with the 49ers. Well, that, that is it. That is it. Good luck. Uh, may all your bets be winning ones. And remember, good teams win, great teams cover. And that's the key thing here. It's one thing to win, but did you cover the spread? And you can be really bad. And as long as you cover, we're good with that. And so we'll see what happens and uh, we'll check in next week. Same time, same podcast station until then have a wonderful rest of your Friday. Pasta pasta. Got a murder. Got to go. At bed. Three, six, five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.